Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. The theme of our of our series has been John chapter 8 and Jesus tells his disciples, he says, he says this pretty clearly. He says, he who the Son sets free will be free indeed. I just love that verse. It's a couple of sentences, but I love it. He who the Son, S-O-N, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. If that's your expectancy, I dare you to make some noise in this house. And uh, today we're going we're gonna to land in Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 1 and 2. And uh, we're on week six of, our, of this sermon series. And, and, and here's where I want to land. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. And it says this. If you have it, you can shout amen. If you don't have it, there's a screen here that you can read it from. And it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. In other words, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, means this. Pay attention. All right. Like, what is I beseech you, therefore, brethren? It's like, pay attention. I beg you. Please pay attention. By the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Sometimes what God is asking of you is not really something crazy and outlandish. What God is asking of you is simply something reasonable. Yeah, I missed that, but I'm going to let it go. Um, But look what verse 2 says. It says, and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed someone shout transform help me preach this text today say transform by the renewing of your mind the message translation puts it this way it says don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking so that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God is that you may prove that word prove in the original context talks about that you may prove to yourself it's not really to prove to others sometimes you need to prove your prove to yourself that what God is doing in your life is real and I want to jump now to Galatians chapter 1 and it says we have freedom now because Christ made us free So stand strong in that freedom. Don't go back into slavery again. In week one of this series, we spoke about recognizing that there was bondage in our life and you can never be set free. The only people I have never seen be set free are the people that don't recognize that there's a bondage in their life. In week two, we we discovered that the problem is much deeper than what we think. The problem is much deeper than the symptom. Week four, we we took forgiveness on a personal level. We're not just God forgives the world. No, God forgives those that even hurt you. And we've learned how to forgive those that have hurt us and wounded us. Uh, Week four, we learned how to not negotiate with the pharaohs in our life, not not negotiate with the enemy. Uh, Week five, we spoke, I mean, I'll say we spoke, but I don't know about you. Who was blessed by the message last week by Pastor Lisa who shared? Pastor Lisa shared a powerful message 
sharing her testimony and the things that God has set us free from, but also in the context of two things that that we have to accept what God says about us, but part of accepting about what God says about us is repenting for the things that we've done. And repenting means just turning to God. It's just turning to God. And so Lisa shared that. But today I want to unpack uh, part six of this sermon series. And part six is really this. It's, I, I, I really believe that God could set you free and you still not know how to remain free. I believe that God could set you free in a moment, but because you don't know how to remain free, you get back into bondage. And so today's title is simply this, Remaining Free by the Renewal of Your Mind. I know it's not something really um, original or uh, creative, but it's simple. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I think that sometimes clarity is more important than creativity. Remaining free by the renewal of your mind. Can we bow our heads and pray just for a couple of seconds? Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for what you're doing in us, God. It doesn't seem typical. It doesn't seem like it's ordinary. It seems that this is way beyond us. So thank you, God, that I believe most of us, if not all of us, have found freedom in these last few weeks. But Lord, help us today how to learn to stay free and remain free and not go back into bondage. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people say, amen. If you believe and give God a praise in this place. You know, uh, many of you know that uh, I was raised in a Hispanic home, but I was not only raised in a Hispanic home, I was also raised in a poor home, and we, we were so poor, we couldn't even afford the O-R, we was po. you know what I'm talking about? And, um, and uh, you know, some of my friends had, had uh, pets, they had some people, some of my friends had cats, some of my friends had dogs, I don't know how people have cats, because... Everybody knows cats are going to hell, all dogs go to heaven. But anyway, um, I don't know how uh, they had cats, but some of my friends had cats, some of my friends had dogs. We had pets, a.k.a. roaches. We were so poor, we had roaches. I, I don't know, that's a, that's a pretty fat roach right there. I don't know, it's a chubby roach right there. Uh, you, you can take that off the screen. I don't want to distract anybody right there. <laughs> there you, go. You, can put the, you can put that title back on there. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, man. We had roaches, and sometimes, i got to be honest, I didn't know whether we were intruding in their space or they were intruding in our space. Like roaches, like I don't know about you. Like I, I, it, at, at one point or another, it just kind of felt like, like we were roommates, and I didn't know if I was intruding or they were intruding in my privacy, you know what I mean? Like, some of them knew their role. They knew we shared the space, and so they would only come out when no one was home. But some of them, they were disrespectful. I pro I, I'm, let me tell you this, some of them that they knew, like we, no one was in the home, they had party. Oh, it's party! People came home, they zip, choom, 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 out. You know what I'm talking about, if you have roaches, don't act like you never have roaches in your house, anyhow. 
Like we were so right, like and so and so, but some of them, let me tell you, they were disrespectful. You be yo, you be chilling. They were it was in Brooklyn. I was living in Brooklyn. You be chilling. You be chilling in your living room with guests that came over. And I promise you, the one time I was sitting on the sofa, we were watching a movie, and my man came out, and I promise you, like he had a little bop. And he walked right under the sofa. His name is Mr. Roach. He came like right under the sofa. He came right under the sofa. Now he was just straight. Like he didn't even he didn't look my way. He was just looking straight. He was like, but then he stopped. I promise you, I, I promise you, I think he went like this. And he kept walking. <laughs> like disrespectful so much so, like we learned how to create systems of of living with roaches, like if you know what I'm talking about, like there was a system like, hey, 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 you can't close that that way. You got to close it a little bit tighter, put it in a Ziploc bag, zipper it up, and you might need to put it in the refrigerator. Why? Because the roaches are going to steal our food. You know what I'm saying? Like you knew you had the systems down packed, and we became professional roach killers. You, you know, like you knew like someone had roaches because when you walked in, it smelled like rain. Some people had Febreze, some people had rape. And so you walked in and smelled, ah, oh, you got that problem too. Okay, listen, this is what you do. Put a little bit of vinegar with a little bit of salt and that, what? Who's going to buy rape? Get vinegar, salt, lemon. None of that stuff works. Anyway. And uh, I promise you, I came home one time and I, I, I peeked over my sink and there was like eight roaches having a huddle. They must be saved, like they have church and stuff. Literally, they, they were, yo, know, like this, all facing each other. They were like, and when I peeked over, and they scattered. Those were respectful roaches. They just got the late notice. But it got so bad one time that uh, we knew we needed to get, a, uh, we needed to get uh, some help. And so we needed to get an extinguisher. Or, uh, exter- you know what I mean. Anyway, I had it written down. I, I knew. I knew it. Don't correct me in public. Anyhow, we had a we had a roach extinguisher. It's an extinguisher, okay? We had a we had to get an exterminator, right? And so and so we got an exterminator, and they were gonna bomb the house. And so that was like a, a field day for us because we were gonna leave. And so what they did is that they came in and we left, and so they set up bombs all over the apartment, right? They put that spray all over the place. They set up the bombs all over the place and we left for an entire day. And when we came back, to our surprise, let me tell you, all the roaches were dead. There were some like just on the floor, dead, scattered all over the place. And so we were like, oh snap, this stuff works. And those roaches, man, let me tell you, we just swept them. We swept the kitchen. We swept the bathroom. We swept everything. We cleaned it up. We put disinfect on everything. We put palm de oliva. You know what I'm talking about. Anyhow, put that everywhere, right? And everything was nice and clean. Everything was actually beautiful the first day. (laughs) The second day, no, hear me. Second day, we came back. It was clean. The third day we came back, man, this thing actually is pretty good not living with roaches. You know what I mean? A month went by. There was no roaches. Two months went by. Man, 
There was no roaches. Maybe some rats, but not roaches. They were dead. Three months went by. No roaches. Four, five, around the sixth month, the roaches were gone, but our habits were still the same. And so, little by little, we started seeing one roach pop up again. I killed that sucker. He's not going to come back no more. But then we saw his cousin on this side, and he came. And then we saw Mama Roach. She was pregnant. She had like 20 of them. And here you have, before you know it, a month into the thing, we're back before the bomb and the exterminator or the extinguisher, however you, tomato one tomato, you want to say it. The exterminator, before the exterminator came, we had the same problem that we had before the exterminator came. And I use that as an analogy because I think like, I think this, I think that many times God sets us free, all the roaches and all the forces of the demonic spirits or the influences in our life have been, we've been rid from so much. The chains have been broken. The bondages have been shattered. The prison gates have been broken down. We are set free. But here's the truth. Because we are so accustomed to our habits, we end up putting ourselves in the same bondage that God set us free from. And so that's why I want to talk to you today about renewing your mind because here's the truth. The enemy is not going to be satisfied until you are in bondage again. And so many times we think like the enemy's like, oh, I lost that one. No, and he gives up. No, listen, you just got set free, but there's a process of learning how to remain free. And many times that process is le letting your mind be renewed so that you can pick up the new habits that allow you to stay Free, because if you're still practicing the old habits that kept you in bondage in the first place, you, you, you're going to find these moments as, oh, I got to be set free again. I got to be set free again. I got to be set free again. I got to be set free. And next thing you know, you, be, you become addicted to the moment of being set free instead of living the lifestyle of freedom. Oh, we need an exterminator. We need an exterminator. We need an exterminator. Let's get the exterminator. Let's get the exterminator. Let's get the exterminator. And now you become addicted to, oh, we just get the exterminator. We just get the exterminator. We just get the exterminator. And God is saying, no, there's a, there's a way you can live that you can never have roaches come into your life again. And that's walking in freedom. Thank you, Frank. If anybody wants to join me, they can. <laughs> See, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, don't get it twisted. God set the Israel, the people of Israel free from Egypt. But let's not get it twisted. It wasn't like Pharaoh didn't go running after them. See, sometimes God sets you free from your bondage, but have you ever felt like your bondage was chasing you? Have you ever felt like God has set you free, but the very thing that he set you free is, ch is chasing you down? And so many times God has set us free, but the enemy is trying to chase you down because he's saying, I'm not going to lose that one. I I'm not going to lose that one. This is why in Galatians, the apostle Paul says this. He says, we have freedom. Oh, this is so good. We have freedom now because Christ made us free. Who made us free? Everybody say it. Christ. So stand strong in that freedom. Now watch what it says. Don't go back into slavery again. He says, you got you to learn how to stand strong 
in your freedom. You got to learn how to stand strong in your freedom. Like God has set you free, but you got to learn how to stand strong in your freedom. I got to make a decision every single day that I'm going to stand strong in my freedom. I didn't set myself free. God has set me free, but now I'm going to stand strong in the freedom that God has provided me. So let them look at me a certain way. I'm not going to act in the flesh. I'm going to stand strong in my freedom. Let them uh, 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 speak to me in sign languages and I'm going to stand strong in my freedom. I'm going to learn how to live this free life. How? Because I'm going to stand strong in the freedom that God has made available to me. This is why if we were honest, the moment we decide that we're going to walk in freedom, oh God, I'm going to walk in purity. I'm going to walk in sexual holiness. I'm going to walk in purity. Someone slides in your DM. How you doing? Oh, I see you go to that church in Staten Island. How are you? You read them text messages. They, like, they come like this. Look. Oh, Marquito, you play the drums. You look so cute playing the drums. I saw that video of you, Drew. You were singing. Oh, my God. Can I come to your community group? Am I telling the truth? Like you made a decision. You said, that's it, God. God, that's it. I'm rid me from this anger. You walk out these doors and the person that you're most upset with, you run into them in key food. Right? Like God, that's it. I'm done with carbs. You walk out of here and someone invites you. Hey, you want to go eat dessert? My treat. That's when you got to say, no, I'm going to stand strong in my freedom. Devil, get thee behind me. No offense, but devil, get thee behind me. So God many times sets us free, but because of our habits, because our minds have not been renewed, it's like, God, I don't understand. I've been set free. Like you're in this altar, and you feel like the weight of the world has been you just feel like you could literally, you literally feel like, have you ever felt, have you ever been prayed for and you surrendered everything to God? Have you ever felt like you can fly? It's like, God, I feel, I feel so free that I feel, I feel like I can fly. But I walk out these doors and I get here, I get hit with a reality check and I don't, it's almost as if I'm in bondage, but I know I've been set free. I know what I've experienced, but I walk out of here and I still feel like I'm in bondage. And it's not that you're in bondage, it's just that your mind has not been renewed. And so what happens is like, let me, let me, let me explain it to you the way Jesus puts it. Jesus in Matthew chapter 12, look what he says. He says, when an unclean spirit leaves a person, hit this, he says, it wanders through dry places looking for a place of rest. Now this unclean spirit leaves you, it's talking about possession. Now, but in the original language, in the Greek, possession has no meaning of like a demonic spirit inside of you. And so many times you talk about possession, oppression, and depression. And so it's like a demonic spirit inside of you, a demonic spirit around you. In context, it's simply put this way, a demonic influence. And we've understood that it's not so much that it needs to be a possession. Listen, I don't care between possession, depression, or, or, um, or any type of oppression. Any type of oppression. I don't want any type of demonic influence in my life. Right? 
And so here it's talking about unclean spirit leaves you. It wanders through the places looking for a place of rest, but it doesn't find any. Then it says, I'll go back to the house I left. Look, look at the territorial language that is being used. I'll go back to the house that I've left. When it, when it arrives, it finds a place vacant, cleaned up, and decorated. Then it goes and brings it seven other spirits more evil than itself. They in and make themselves home there. That person is worse off at the end than at the beginning. Sometimes we, we take this as a game, but when you walk in freedom, sometimes it might be the most vulnerable you are because so many demonic influences are going to... So here's what happens. Ronnie, come here. Joe, come here. Like, like Ronnie, come here. Uh, Frank, uh, Derek, help me out here. Uh, Zab, help me out. Uh, Drew, help me out. Orlando, help me out. Th this is what happens. Frank has been set free. He's been set free from addiction. He's been set free, let's say, from pornography. He's been set free from anger. He's been set free from resentment. Whatever God has set him free from, whatever it is, God has set him free. And this was the demonic influence over his life. Sorry, Derek. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to. So the, the, he comes and he gets set free. Let me tell you, when I speak to a demonic influence on, on your life, it has to go. But the only way it can come back is if you give it the keys. And so what happens is, is that now Frank feels like he can fly. Frank feels liberated. And if that demonic spirit most of the times comes by himself, Frank is strong enough to stand in his freedom. And so the demonic spirit understands that and he says, yo, Zab, come, come help me out. Come help me out, Zab. Come help me. Go get, go get, go get demonic spirit of Ronnie. No, right here. You're gonna face. You're gonna face. Zab, come. You're gonna face Frank. Face. You're gonna face him this way. Ronnie comes, surrounds him. The demonic spirit of praying counselor comes around. Zach, Orlando, and now says, "Okay, we're gonna get in, whether you like it or not." This is like, why, why is it that, why is it that I feel free, I feel liberated, I feel like I've been clean from the inside out, but I walk out these doors and it feels even worse than when I came in. Because the enemy comes and he tries to surround you and allow to give in, and sometimes you end up worse off than when you walked in. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's give these guys a round of applause. Oh, and, 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 and here, I've never seen someone get so upset for not using them as a demon, but it's okay. It's like, you didn't use me as a demon, come on. So it's like seven guys surround you. and says, hey, 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 here's what good, but here, here's the deal. It doesn't come like seven bodyguards. It comes like... Seven thoughts. See, if it, if it came like seven bodyguards, we'd be ready. We'd be like, what? You want some of this? But it comes as seven thoughts disguised as your own thoughts. And so I want you to write this down. Because if you're ever going to remain free, you've got to understand this, that freedom is not simply an experience. It's an everyday process. Write that down, write that down, write that down. 
See, freedom is not uh, uh, an ex- just an experience. It's an everyday process. I, I got to live free. I got to stand in my freedom. I can't go. I got to choose every day to not walk back to my slavery. I'm not going to walk back into that place. Let me tell you, there are some things that Pastor Rolando cannot do because if Pastor Rolando does, I end up in the same place that God took me out of. Oh, you're so strict. No, I want to live free. Oh, you're so disciplined. No, I'm not. I just want to live free. I'm going to stand strong in my freedom. And so here's what true freedom says. It says, listen, this is not an experience. This is an everyday process. There's no wonder why the language of the Bible talks about dying daily. I got to die daily. I got to let go of my will and surrender it to God. So freedom, I want you to write this down as well. Number two, freedom, in order for you to remain free, you got to understand you can't do whatever you want. I knew I wasn't going to get too many amens there. Sheila, help me out here. Freedom is like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want. That's it. I'm free from anything. No, 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 no. Freedom is not actually about the limits. It's actually about the lifestyle. And so when you walk in freedom, many times we think it's a license to do whatever we want. But when I'm free, oh, I'm free now, I can do whatever I want. But I want you to write this down. True freedom isn't doing whatever you please. Rather, it's recognizing that God is already pleased with you. Therefore, he can do whatever he pleases with your life. I know that's tough. I know that's tough. I know know it's easier to sing it than it is to live it. Sometimes I'm in the middle of my worship, I'm like, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without waters. Spirit, lead me where my trust is. And I'm like, ah, maybe not right now. Right? It's easier to sing it than it is to live it. And, but here's the truth. True freedom isn't doing whatever you please. Rather, it's recognizing God is well pleased with you. Therefore, he can do whatever he pleases in your life. And so when we've been set free, the only way we're going to remain free is understanding that this is not about limits. This is about a lifestyle. Oh, God is limiting me. And and, and and when we believe the lie that God is limiting you and you can't do certain things and you see certain things as restraints rather than a lifestyle of freedom, you end up walking in your bondage. Oh, it's, it's, it's just okay. I can do this once. It's okay. It's just one cupcake. I know, like, this is why I can't, for me, I can't do it. I can't eat just one cupcake. I can't just watch one episode. I, just one. I'm just going to watch one. Three hours later. And that's putting it in simple terms, but this is a reality of much more complex bondages in our life. It's just, I can't let, listen, a fish... In a tank, seems limited, but he's free because he's breathing. Why? Because it's in the limitations of the, 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 uh, the surrounding that God has designed him for. If I take that fish and see, here, go fly. Now it's on the floor. There's no boundaries, little fish. No boundaries. Do whatever you want. 
Now what happens to the fish is that it leads to death. See, he thought he was limited in a fish tank, but in a fish tank, he was, con he was in a conducive environment to the way he was designed. Can I tell you something? You were never designed for sin. And so when we start walking into a lifestyle of sin, what happens is that we end up walking out of God's will for our life. And now we're a fish out of water because a fish was never designed to breathe the way we breathe. In the same way, you, it can live for a certain amount of time outside of its fish tank, but it's only going to lead to death. So when we talk about freedom, one way that we can remain free is understanding that we can't do whatever we want. We have to surrender to God's will. There's a lot of things. Oh, hoo, hoo. you said what? What you, what you said? Someone said, I'll curse. A year ago, I'll curse you out. But today, I am saved. I can't do whatever I want. Hashtag, I want it all. I, I, yeah, I, freedom is understanding, you know what? Yeah, last year I would have cursed you out. But this year, I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to bless you. Amen. See, last year I would have, I would have, <laughs> last year I would have done a lot of things, but I'm, I'm going to stay free. I'm not doing it for you as, more as, as much as I, I am going to do it for myself. Oh, oh, okay. Praise the Lord Jesus. So the things that you want to do sometimes, you have to say, no, I want to remain free. I don't want to stay in, that's why I choose to forgive quickly. I don't want that thing to get up, all up in the inside of me. I want to read this to you really quick, real quick. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, it says, It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Did you catch that? It says, don't think you could do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, I can do anything I want to do if Christ has not said no. But some of the th these things aren't good for me. Did you get that? Somebody, sometimes we're asking, is this a sin or is this not a sin? Is this a sin or is this not a sin? You're asking the wrong question. Just because it's not a sin doesn't mean that it's good for you. And so, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's not a sin. It might not be a sin. It might not be disobedience. But is it beneficial for you? Is it conducive to the environment that God wants you to dwell in? Is it conducive to the purpose that God has for your life? Is it part of what God has designed you to dwell and live in? And so true freedom isn't doing whatever you want. It's actually recognizing that God is pleased with you. The enemy will try to allow you to think, that true freedom is you doing whatever he wants, doing whatever you want. This is what happened to Eve. You remember Eve? What did he say to Eve? You, you, can't, you, you can eat every fruit except that one? Why are you letting God limit you? Why are you letting God limit you? Come on, man. You could eat that fruit. It's the same. There's nothing wrong with that. Just, you know what I mean? Get your canepas on. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Get, get your fruit on. Go ahead. Yeah, you can eat that fruit. Why not? Why? Because he, he wants to allow you to believe that freedom is you doing whatever you please. Isn't it amazing that God 
actually created an environment that was conducive to our freedom. He said, every single tree in this garden you can eat except one. And the one that we couldn't eat from, the enemy says, don't let God limit you. This is true freedom. Grab some. Because if you grab some, you'll be just like God. See, because every bondage begins with a lie that the devil told you. And so if the, if the enemy... If the enemy if the enemy came at you like seven bodyguards, we'd be ready to throw it down. We'd be ready to fight. We'd be ready to go at it. But guess what? You cannot fight the devil with earthly means. Like, like let me tell you, like, that's, why, that's why sometimes we feel inapt. Sometimes we feel like we're not good enough because I, I know how to fight. I will cuss you out, but you can't cuss the devil out. And you just can't. You can't. The enemy comes to your life. You can't, you can't be like... Little chick, you can't mess with me if you wanted to. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. He's going to be like, ah. <laughs> dance, puppet, dance. Right? And so many times we want to, I wish I could fight the devil with the means I knew how to fight, but I need to understand the newness of my life, and I can't overcome the enemy through physical means. I can't fight a spiritual war through fleshly means. <laughs> and so, so many times we're, I, I will cuss out the devil in the name of Jesus. No, you can't. You can't. She's like, amen. She's like, that's right. She's like, okay. Okay. That's but there's, there's something that God has given us to overcome the enemy. And I want to tell you, Christ Uncensored House of Worship, that what God has given us to overcome the enemy is right here in the palm of our hands. And that's the word of God. That is the sword of the spirit. That is the sword of faith. And God is saying, I've given you a weapon. I need you to become acquainted with it so that you can learn how to use it. It's a dangerous thing walking around with a weapon you don't know how to use. That's why the Bible says, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, look what it says. It says, be alert and what? Sober-minded. For the enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Why? Because, his, his, see, the, the devil is the enemy, but the battlefield is your mind. The devil is the enemy, but the battlefield is your mind. And if the enemy could control your thought life, he can control your choices. And if he can control your choices, he then controls your habits. And if he controls your habits, he controls your lifestyle. And if he controls your lifestyle, he controls your eternal destination. And so he says, I'm going to start. I, I just need your thoughts. Just give me your thoughts. Don't, don't give me anything else. Just give me your thoughts. And, 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 and he comes with seven other influences. And let me tell you, like I said, if they were bodyguards, we'd be ready. But they come in seven thoughts that actually are disguised as your own thoughts. But they're really flamely, flaming darts that he throws. This war is not, it's like John Cena, you can't see it. You can't see it. But when you're armed with the sword of the spirit, you see it before it comes. And that's why when someone curses you out, you don't see what's in front of you. You see what's behind them. Oh, God. 
I want to read to you some, some stats, some stats. So the enemy has your thoughts. Um, if he has your thoughts, he'll, he'll keep you in bondage. I just want to give you some, um, some stats of your thought life. I just want to give you some stats. This is scientifically proven. We're, I'm reading a book called Switch On Your Brain, and it talks about the scientific uh, proof of how God renews your mind in a, in, a, in a very practical way. Watch it. Look at these stats. Every bondage you have uh, been attached to started with a lie being planted in your thought life. Okay? 90% of diseases are rooted in your thought life. That's been proven. This is, you don't need faith. This has been proven scientifically that 90% of diseases actually begin in your thought life. If your thoughts are in chaos, your physical body will end up being in chaos. Look at this quote. Our choices, it's a little wordy, but bear with me. Our choices... The natural consequence of our thoughts and imagination get under the skin of our DNA and can turn certain genes on and off, changing the structure of our neurons, of the neurons of our brains. So our thoughts, imagination, and choices can change the structure and function of our brains on every level molecular genetic epigenetic cellular structural neurochemical electromagnetic and even subatomic through our thoughts we can be our own brain surgeons did you get that some genes are, are actually turned on and turned off there goes that that there goes that argument well my mother was like this my father was like this my grandparents was like this I, they all had bondage therefore i'm gonna have bondage no those genes may be in you but they don't need to be activated in you and the mo the way you shut this that you the way you shut them down is not giving into those choices so yes you can't stop any thought from coming to your mind but you can stop the thought from becoming yours I can't stop all the thoughts that come to my mind. I can't stop every thought that goes into Rolando Remedios' mind. But I can stop it from becoming mine. I can stop it from becoming who I am. I can stop it from being in my family genes. So much so that this has been proven that your choices and the structure of your, the structure of your mind gets in your DNA to the fourth generation. And so you carry the gene. Your, your child carries the gene. Even It goes, listen, I hope there's no kids here, but look, look at the quote. The decisions you make today become part of the thought network in your brain. This is scientifically important. Science has demonstrated how the thought network passes through the sperm and the ova via DNA to the next four generations. This is why no wonder the Bible says this. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about those things. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Think about such things. Think about such things. You know what that means? That you're going to have to make a decision in your life where things look bad and it's going to provoke you to have negative thoughts and you got to make a decision. I'm, I'm going I'm to think whatever's praiseworthy, whatever's pure, whatever's admirable. I know, all right, she's yelling at me right now. All right, she's yelling at me, but she looks pretty doing it.
I'm, I'm going to think about positive things because it's not, it's not so much about what you're doing to me. It's what I'm going to do for me. And I need to stay free. And the only way I'm going to stay free is that even when negativity comes my way, I'm going to say whatever's good, whatever's pure, whatever's admirable, I'm, I'm going to think those things. Oh, Pastor Ro, that's just crazy. You can't be thinking that. Listen, I want to live a freedom, a life of freedom. I want to become a freedom fighter. And the only way that I can rescue others the same way I've been rescued is by remaining free from the bondage that God has rescued. So listen, I might have to humble myself. I might not be able to puff my chest. I might not be able to talk the way I'm used to talking. I may not be able to do the things I I used to do. I may not be able to operate the way I used to operate, but I'm going to operate different. You know why? Because I'm going to remain free. Come on, is there anybody in this place that says I'm going to remain free? Last thing, if you want to remain free, I need you to catch this. You got to learn how to speak God's word. You got to learn how to speak God's word. If you want to remain free, you got to learn how to speak God's word because when you speak in God's word, listen to me, it retrains your mind and it resists the enemy. Speaking God, God's word retrains your mind. People, someone asked me this week, they asked me, hey, Pastor Ro, uh, talk to me about sin. Why don't I sin? The reason I don't sin, we covered one of them, is because I don't want my heart to become hardened to God. Number two, because I don't want the enemy to have access in my life. Number three, because it's no longer who I am. What do you mean, Pastor Ro? Because God has set you free. Listen to me. He saved your life. He set you free. You are free indeed, but your operating system has not been renewed. Hey, you, you guys remember the, uh, the, the, the iPhone glitch? The one that the question mark would come up? Do, do you remember why, why that happened? It was because of the update. So what was happening? It was only doing what it was updated to do. See, many times you're doing the way your old nature programmed you to live. And so I've been, I've been set free, I've been rescued, but my mind has not been renewed, and therefore I'm putting question marks where I should put in something else. And watch, watch this. When my mind was renewed, when the new update took place, when the new update took place, that went away. It, it stopped happening. That's what God says. He says, I've, 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 cre I've, I've made you new, but your mind still needs to be renewed. Your operating system, this is your operating system, needs to be renewed. But Lord, I love you. I don't get it. Lord, I've, I love you. I, 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 I go to church. I, I serve. I, I don't get what's happening here. Why is it that God is saying, I need you to renew your mind? And this is the way you renew your mind, by, by speaking God's word. And again, let me tell you, Lisa comes from Brooklyn, but she was more familiar with gunshots than she was with, um, with people hanging in front of Dunkin' Donuts. And I remember there were some nice Caucasian brothers standing in front of Dunkin' Donuts. And Lisa was like, you're going to leave me in the car by myself? And I'm like, you're from Brooklyn. And she's like, you're going to leave me in the car by myself? I'm like... You want me to, you want to come with me? She's like, but look at all those guys. This is like when she first moved to Staten Island. I'm like, these guys? You, sc you scared of them? She's like, I'm just saying. You know what I'm just saying. Under I'm just saying means you got to understand what I said before without further explanation. 
I'm just saying. Right? And so, and so she goes, you know what? Just give me the baton you have on the side. Don't ask me why I have a baton. Anyway. And, and she was like, just give me the baton. All of a sudden, she went from being scared to psh, let somebody mess with me. I, psh, I wish you would mess with me right now. Why? Why? Because, why? Because she had a weapon. Because she had a weapon. It's, it's, it's so powerful what happens to a human being when they understand that they have a weapon. And guess what? When you have the word of God, you have a weapon that can resist the enemy. You have a sword that can resist any demonic oppression. You have the sword of the spirit, the sword of faith in your life. Matter of fact, in Ephesians chapter 6, the only armor of God that is an offensive piece of armor is God's word. The only offensive, the only way, listen to me, the only way that you can overcome the enemies and the strongholds in your, in your life is not through anything else but God's word. So if I don't know how to use God's word, guess what? The enemy could even use God's word against me. This is called religion. Oh, my God. Oh, God. And so my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. I can't, I can't overcome my thoughts. I can't overcome. Have you ever woken up in your thoughts and you're just like, man, I can't. And sometimes we can't, we can't overcome our own thoughts, but you can't overcome your thoughts with thoughts. You can't overcome your thoughts with thoughts. You, you can't rebuke the devil in your mind. He attacks you in your mind, but you can't overcome thoughts with thoughts. You actually overcome thoughts with words. Visible, tangible words, words with assignment. Here's a, here's a good example. I, I saw a, a speaker do this, and I want to I do this with our church, and that's this. Everybody start in your mind, in your mind, not out loud, in your mind, start counting from 1 to 10. Okay, not yet. Hold on. From 1 to 10, in your mind, in your mind. Okay? And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something else, and I want you to follow what I say. Ready? 1, 2, 3, go. Everybody shout out your name. What happened to your account? Did you see what just happened right there? So when the enemy puts a thought in your mind that says you're, you're nobody, you're negative, you're always going to be there, you start opening up your mouth and declare God's word. Because when you open up your mouth, listen, I don't rebuke the devil with my, I'll be in my house. I'll be in my house. I say I am blessed. I am, I am prosperous. I am everything that God says I am. I don't do that in my mind. I do that with my mouth. And when I do that with my mouth, it resists the devil, but it also retrains my mind. Come on. It retrains my mind. My God. This is what happened with Jesus when the devil came to tempt him. He didn't come to tempt him to do an epic sin. He just came to, him to tempt him to gain influence. He says, turn these stones into bread. You know what he says? He says, this is Jesus at his weakest. Listen, 40 days without eating. You know what that means? No fleshly effort. No effort of the flesh. No effort of the flesh at all. He was at his weakest. Nothing in his flesh could have done anything. But look what he had. He had a sword. And he says, nah, devil. See, the enemy knows the word of God too, and he'll use it against you if you don't use it. 
Matter of fact, the enemy will use the Old Testament on you. You know how many goats we would have had to kill for your sins? That's when you know the word of God. I know. But there was one sacrifice. For all time. Past, present, future. For all my sins. Forgiven, forgotten, forever. See, you know the word of God. You can declare the word of God. And I was, that's why I made a decision that, that no matter how many times the enemy comes in my life, I'm going to, listen, he's going to come with seven of his band of brothers. He can come with as many influences he can come. He can throw as many darts he can throw. He can try to attack my thought life all he wants. But guess what? When he attacks your thought life, I don't need, I don't need to bring that down and make it mine. So I respond with my, the word of God because when I respond with the word of God, it resists the devil. It overcomes the devil, but it's also renewing my mind so that I can prove to myself the will, the perfect will of God. And so when the devil comes to your life and he says, you're going to die, you say, no, devil. The scriptures say, Romans chapter 8, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead also will give you life. When the devil comes and says, you're broke, you say, no, devil. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory. When the devil comes and says, no, you're never going to be successful, you say, no, devil, because do do Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says, remember the Lord your God. He is the one that gives you power to be successful. When the devil says your marriage is going to fail, you say no devil because Mark chapter 10 verse 9 says, he who God has put together can nobody separate. When the devil comes and says, are you tired? He says, I need you to give up right now. You're never going to have happiness. You say, no, devil, because I could be de dejected. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. When the devil comes and said, you're going to sin again? Those are too many sins. You say, Romans chapter 5, verse 20 says, where sin abound, grace much more abounded. So when the enemy is coming with his darts to destroy your thought life, you declare the word of God. Worship team, come up here. We're done. Listen, I need you to catch this. I need, a, I need you to catch this in your spirit. He says this. He says in Romans chapter 12, he says, and do not be conformed to the things of this world. Don't be, another translation, don't be conformed with the patterns of this world, the system of this world. But look what it says. But be transformed. How? To become an extortion, like, a, 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 I don't know, one of those people that, no. He says, by renewing your mind. Your mind is extremely malleable. But it could be malleable for what's positive and godly, or it could be malleable for what's negative and destructive. And God says, no matter how, I know, no matter what genes are inside of you, no matter what curse has been placed over your life, your mind can be renewed. So I just, I, I want to I give you this quick illustration. And if, if we could take this, and I want to lead you in a prayer real quick. And, uh, Ronnie, and, Ronnie and Joe, come help me out real quick. I, I, I want to show you what I did to this right here. And again, I, this illustration could be the best illustration I've ever done. Or it could be the worst illustration I've ever done.
over these, the, the first. I, I took this um, hula hoop. Don't get scared. I'm not going to hula for you. I don't want to put you in more bondage. I put this hula hoop, right? And I, and I just taped the sides. Okay? I, I taped the sides together right here. And I, and, I, and I kept it like this for overnight. I kept it like this overnight. You see it? This is a hula hoop. But it just doesn't look like one. Because it's been conformed to the shape that I placed it in. Now watch this. Ronnie, can you hold this for a second? Just hold it like that. Now, when God sets you free, this is the spirit of God in your life. This is the power of God in your life. This is the anointing of God in your life. This is God's purpose in your life. And God has created you in his image. And so you're a carbon copy of the image of God. And so your spirit, your spirit man is no longer dead, it's alive. Your spirit has been renewed. This is why you come to church and this is why you feel the anointing. You're like, wow, this is amazing because your spirit is alive, you're active. If you've never been to church and you come here and you experience something inside of you, like, I don't know about this, like, but this is weird. Like, I'm feeling something on the inside of me. That's the spirit of God activating what he's created in you. And so the spirit of God is inside of you and it sets you free. And so you've been renewed right here. You're going to heaven. Your life has changed. You're not gonna spend eternal destination apart from God. You're gonna, you've been renewed. Hold this, Joe. And so when the power of God comes, listen to me, watch this. It flows right through your spirit. It's flowing through your spirit. It flows right through your spirit. This is why you understand, like this message, you're hearing it, and this is why you're like, I feel it's in there. But then you walk out of here and you're like, okay, I need the power, I need to access the power of God. Look what happens. power of God is it's flowing to you but it's not flowing through you and so I, f I feel the power of God I understand what's happening but I, I don't know why I can't I know I don't know why I can't exercise this in my life and, 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 and the power of God is flowing to you but it's not flowing through you and let me tell you you can experience freedom to the degree that the power of God flows to you but never flows through you because you don't remain free but, but look what happens John can you hold this real quick This is what the Word of God begins to do. See, this was never meant to be in this shape. This is why the Bible says don't conform to the patterns of this world. It says, but be transformed. And sometimes transformation takes time. Sometimes transformation is, I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. I am the head and not the tail. I am forgiven of all my sins. I am forgiven for the things I've done to people. And God says, don't be conformed. Don't be shaken. The 
first place. He says, I need you to be transformed. Your spirit has already been changed. The power of God is flowing through you, but I need you to be transformed. I need your mind. I need your mind to be renewed. I need this to take place. I need this to take root in you. And it might, it might take some struggles and it might take some pain. It might, you might look all bent out of shape, but God begins to change you and God begins to mold you and God begins to transform your mind. And now you start looking more like what God intended for you in the first place. And now you're open to God. Bring the power of God through. Now the power of God is flowing through you. God has been transformed. My God. Hear me, church. It's not enough for God, for your spirit to be renewed and for your spirit to be activated. I want to see a church, God wants to see a church where your mind has been renewed and you're no longer thinking like you used to think, you're thinking like God wants you to think. That don't sound like you, Frank. That don't sound like you, because that's because it's not. It's the spirit of God in me that has now become part of me and flowing through. Thank you. I want to pray for you today. Today, there's a lot of people here. I know, I know because I'm, I'm there. There are things in my spirit that I know to be true that my mind is still arguing with God about. And God is saying, today, I'm beginning the process of renewal of your mind. And so I'm just going to ask you slowly, 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 begin. I want to pray for you today. And I'm going to declare, I have a prayer here that I want us to share. And this is for our worship team too. Listen, this is not just for everybody here. Orlando, this is for you. Bianca, this is for you. Marcus, this is for you. Lisa, this is for you. Drew, this is for you. Emily, this is for you. Jane, this is for you. So I don't care if we have to stop playing the music, whatever, whatever it means. If God starts ministering to you guys, you guys stop. And just let the Holy Spirit do what he came to do here. But I want, I want to pray this prayer of freedom over your life. And we're going to declare some things today with our mouth. But you're going to remain free in the name of Jesus. If that's you today, please, I need you to come to this altar. One, two, three. Come on, run. Let's go. Let's go. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.